Everybody. Hello, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that song. DC Hero. I wish we had 
could take some credit for that, but we can't. We know we can't at all um, because, uh, as you can read on the blog, well, a lot of people don't go to the blog and read the actual write-up, right, John? Yeah, probably not. Uh, you had Dennis Donovan, concept and lyrics, also assisting with lyrics, Stephen Stewart, Rich Spilkey, uh, vocals, Stephen Stewart, and mixing and technical, uh, Jim Barra. Wow. A whole wow. panoply. Yeah. Or a whole... Piano player. Camaraderie, or a whole... Coterie. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. A coterie of conspirators. Yep. With DC Hero. Very well done, lads. Very well done. Uh, particularly liked uh, the line about the H-E man purse. Yes. <laughs> High explosive man purse. I've got a man purse that could, that looks a bit like a, a DC. Oh, it's in charge? It does, yeah. I, go, I carry my library books uh, to the library. It's usually where I walk in the mornings. It's about a mile there and a mile back, and I carry books and... I look like a DC hero a little bit, not really, in shorts and a jaunty shirt, <laughs> a Bermuda shirt, yeah, like you're wearing now, yeah, Hawaiian shirt and a crazy hat, and yeah. a um, a sight to behold. Now, wouldn't you just use your computer bag? Isn't that's what I use? Isn't that similar? Uh, it is similar. My computer bag, however, is for my computer. <laughs> And my DC Hero bag is for my library books. Oh, grand, grand. And then you can so, just keep them in there. Yeah. And it's... So you'll uh, always know where they are. It's nice and heavy. You know, it gives me a little... Uh, it's over here, burden. right? That's my... Oh. That is my uh, computer bag right there. Oh, you even have a nice upscale computer bag. Yeah. Robbie got me that for my birthday. Mine's the Game Master bag I bought at Gen Con. Oh, yeah. Several years ago. Speaking of which, this is episode... 204, and it is August 12th. Yes, it is. 2018. Yes. And, and we are recently returned from, from the indie city of Indianapolis. Indianapolis yeah. And Gen Con. We went to Gen Con 2018 this year. Gen Con 2018 was held this year, which I think was appropriate. Yes, they usually get the year right. Yeah, yes, they usually do. And we go. We like to go to Gen Con because a it's close and b it's different from ASL. And we like we play games other than ASL. We had quite an adventure this year. Well, not that big an adventure. Well, which part of it? But for me, it was a bit traumatic. It was traumatic <laughs> for you, and you of course never have to feel bad with me, Jeff. Never. That's good to know. Well, unless you did something really bad. Yeah. Well, this was bad enough. <laughs> Not this, really, not really. This year yeah. I decided that, and we decided sort of late that we were going to go. And more like I decided that I was going to go. And I I called Dave or wrote Dave and said, hey, I'm going to go. Do you want to go? You know, don't feel like you have to go, but I'm going to go regardless. Which, of course, I felt like I had to go. Yeah, then, yeah which I didn't realize <laughs> till we're in the car. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's like, like, well, I kind of roped you into this, didn't I? And I'm like, well, yeah. And then you're like, well, wait, you could have said no. Yeah, you could, you could have said no. Didn't <laughs> so, you? Well, I could have, but you decided didn't we're, you wanna go? we're going. Yeah, so sometimes it's good for people to tell other people, we're doing this. Remember, I wouldn't have my master's degree as early as I did unless my friend Dave said, we're doing this. We're getting our yeah. master's. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, if you had called me and said, we're going to Gen Con, I would have said Yes, we are, because I wanted to go. But if it was something else... I, I try like, it with Texas a lot, don't I? 
Yes, you did try. To, I did want to go to Texas. We're going to Texas, we're going Jeff. To Texas, and I simply say no. It's twenty hours away. Yeah. Well, we could fly. Yeah. But anyway, but so anyway, Gen so Con. I decided let's go to Gen Con and we can go inexpensively. And I tried various things, but you know the the hotel rooms go quickly. And this was after the pre hotel the pre registration hotel stuff was all gone. But I found a hotel for fifty dollars a night, only nine dollars nine miles from the convention center. I thought fifty dollars, pretty great. That's cheap. And you can drive in and actually park at the garage, which amazed me every time. The yeah. Circle Garage. Right, right there in you, near the convention center. We got center. in there every time. Yeah. I just am amazed with 60,000 attendees. And the hotel, you know, got okay reviews. I, I, I knew it wasn't going to be the Taj Mahal. but um, And I wrote, when I placed the reservation, I wrote in the little comment section, please have a cot, you know, an extra bed, because we'll have one extra person sleeping there. And... Then I submitted that. Well, I didn't hear anything in back. I, I didn't expect to, but uh, the morning that Dave picked me up to drive to Indianapolis, I called the hotel, and a guy whose English was not his primary language, <laughs> I bit. would say, nice fellow, um, answered the phone, and I said, you know, I have a reservation to come in. I just want to be sure that you got the message that I need a cot in the room. <laughs> and he said, oh, yes, a cot. Yes, oh, yes. A cut, and I'm not making fun of him. It's just no, so you can tell my not. voice from his voice. Yes. Oh yes, yes. We have. Uh, you can. Uh, the cut is ten dollars per night extra. And I thought, okay. Jeff had no cash at the moment, so. Well, this was on the phone. Oh, oh, right. He right, said, in the yeah, car. sorry, ten dollars, and I and I said, yes, that's fine. We'll be there in a few hours. So we got in the car, we drove down there, went to check in, and same fellow there. And I said, you know, we've got the cot. And he said, yes, yes, the cot, it's $10 extra per night, and you must pay cash. <laughs> so Dave was kind enough, because I didn't have any cash on me, because I, I don't carry cash. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too backwards for me. So Dave uh, found a $20 bill. We gave it to the guy and uh, went down to the room, and there's no cot in the room. And so and we're standing there, and we're looking at this room, which was clean, you know, it was clean, but it was certainly sparse, yeah. Spartan. I, I would think Jeff say. was a little like, "Oh, it's maybe a little less than you hoped." But yes, yeah, I was. I'm like a... Jeff. My family does this all the time. We stay yeah. in these places that are. We had to leave one once because of the smell from the AC unit. I just oh like, yeah, a little too. Yeah, uh, a little real sketchy neighborhood, yeah. and ah, okay. We jumped ship on one of our low bid, you know, yeah, kinds of things. Yeah, but. The cot, so you went to call down about it, or you yeah. walked down there? Or? I, I called, and I said, uh, are you bringing the cot? <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, what? And I said, a cot, a cot. And he said, oh, okay, I'll bring it right down. So I stepped into the hallway, and here he comes with this big shopping cart. And he said, there's no charge, for, there is no charge for the shopping cart. <laughs> Thank you very much. You and I said, said cart. Bring us a yeah, cart. Said, I said, no, no, a, a cot. He said, what? And, a, and a then roll, I, then a I said, a roll away bed. Uh-huh. And he said, he's like, oh, I thought you said you have a cat. <laughs> and we had to pay a deposit to have a cat. Cats with us. are $10 a night extra. <laughs> Apparently, you can put 20 people in the room. For no extra charge, but a cat is or a dog is ten dollars. And I said, "Oh my gosh, 
that's so funny. What a misunderstanding. No, I meant a rollaway bed. Can we please have a rollaway bed? And he said, no, we do not have a rollaway bed. We do not have a place to store rollaway beds. So, so we're standing there. Dave and I are standing there looking at this one queen-size bed. It was a queen, I think. It, it, yeah? It, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It looked smaller than that. Under <laughs> At that moment, it sure it did. Like, it was like an Alfred Hitchcock moment where it was shrinking. It was getting smaller. <laughs> and, you know, it was just it was just weird. So I actually asked the guy uh, if they had any other rooms. And he said, yes, you can have a room for $122 because it's so close to the convention. He said, and tomorrow night there are no rooms because it's full. <laughs> and we were staying two nights. We're staying two nights. So I looked at Dave and he looked at me and I said, you know, you, I think you volunteered. You said, we could both sleep in this bed. Yeah, we can. We'll survive. Yeah, we'll we'll survive. And I thought, I'm not sure we would. <laughs> I, I don't know if we would. <laughs> it's, it's odd enough for me to share a room with another man. It's been so long since I've had a roommate. And so. I think moments of uh, planes, trains, and automobiles went through yeah, our heads. Yes, definitely, <laughs> vividly. Yeah. About them bears, it's not my hands. Or... Yeah, yeah. And in the morning... Yeah, so we... I, I slept on the edge. I mean, I yeah, so me, right on the edge. Me too. And Dave slept on the other edge. And you cracked Just... me up in the morning. <laughs> in the morning, I said... I, I look, you know, a couple times in the night, I think I had glanced over. And there's this... We were both so good at just staying on our yeah. bed edges and not rolling off onto the floor. No. And in the morning, one time we went to Gen Con with Doug Grease. A few of you may know him. He's kind of a slender guy. Yeah. In the morning. Dave said, yeah, I, go I, think, ahead. I think we could have even fit Doug here in the middle <laughs> yeah. with us here. It would have been okay. It's like nobody moved in the nighttime. Yeah. So. It would have been like Mo, Larry, and Curly. That was hilarious, though. You It really... Kind yeah, of. the cot cat. That was just yeah. funny. And then the cart. <laughs> and the, the cart. cat cart. The cot cat <laughs> and the cart. And I'll give them a good review. I'll just warn people uh, that they don't have rollaway bets there. Yeah. And then the neighborhood was a little bit lower income, but you know, some people use the trick of Googling the zip code and then it tells you something about the neighborhood oh, or something. Yeah. I don't know. But but actually you know, people find Yeah. All the all the gamers showed up. Right. In the morning, the Jedi Knight was going to his car with his yeah, luggage right. and that's stuff. Yeah, that's right. I for, I'd forgotten about and that. You're like, yeah. But the experience, Jeff, I, I think when you had said being with all these people feeling at home or being themselves, do you remember that? Yeah, I I would say and I, I, there's something about Gen Con that I just love. And it was, I said it was because people are here just being themselves, letting themselves be themselves with what they love. I think that is very true. And I think you find that also at a squad leader, advanced ASL yeah. mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah. Also, right? Yes. Um, other than the competitive portion of it, which isn't usually overwhelming. Well, not for us because no. we're not gaming. But Yeah. I've never heard, well, I shouldn't say I've never heard, but I've never seen an instance of, you know, bad sportsmanship or anything in an ASL game. I'm sure it happens at tournaments. Yeah, when you're into the game, yeah. you know, I'm sure you're thinking a few thoughts. But, um, yeah, we played a game there. What did we play? When? We tried a new oh, game. Oh, at, at Gen, Gen Con. Con. We played Starfinder, a uh, role-playing oh, game yeah, yeah, from the, Pezo, from the people who... Pezo? Yeah, who bring us Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Yeah. Yeah, the star, they have a new... Science fiction game. game I really liked that. In 
and I might buy that simply because I've never done buying stuff. May never play it, but I, luckily for for the owners of game companies, we like to spend money. Yeah, yeah, because it has been a week plus, and neither of us have looked at the things we purchased. Or, yeah, I haven't even cut out those templates for the D and D spells that I thought were, you know, very cool. Oh yes, right. Yeah, you bought pl- some nice things. Yeah, haven't played, and, and I'm off in the summer, but I'm working on a lot of jobs around the house, which we can talk about next show. Yeah, we will. But yeah, the people they're very much themselves. I think, I think yes. there's something accurate about that. Just you glance at people, and there's just a. It seems like there's some kind of unspoken understanding. Yeah. About life, and some are dressed up, and some are not. Right. You know. But they're all with all these other people that they fit in with. Yep. And I don't even know that. And I hate to categorize or generalize or pigeonhole people. I, I don't even consider us to be very typical gamers. In no, a lot of ways. Not you know, because some I, people are are so into it. Yes, it's their life, and we have other parts of our lives. But uh, I f- I just feel very ho- at home there. So I'm going to go again next year. Fair I'm, warning. I'm probably in. Yeah, probably going to upgrade the hotel though. <laughs> <laughs> or ask let's for bring a, a cat. bed instead yeah. of a cot. Yes, cot. And I've not used. To, I've used to just call it a rollaway bed, but I, somebody called it a cot one year, and I thought, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll start calling it a cot. Anyway, glad we made it. Shall we listen to a little... Um, I don't think we have theme songs for... S- not a series replay. Uh, I, pl- I played a game of Salsabowski Slapdown. Oh, okay. Leader, uh-huh. With Rick. And okay. And we recorded one of our little after-action oh, reports. Oh, right, yes. Would you like to hear that? Yes, let's put that in right here. All right. There you go. Well, hello everyone. Uh, Rick Hollander and I have just finished Sosabowski Slapdown into the Rubble 12. Sorry, the uh, heating just went on, and I'm not going to run up and try and turn it off right now. <laughs> the hum in the background. But anyway, uh, this is a scenario from Into the Rubble 2. You all know I'm a fan of that. I'm trying to play through them. Tom Barklow was helping me. He moved to Florida. And like any of my friends, they're easily replaced by my other friends who I can make play advanced squad leader. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Out of sight, out of mind. I even forgot who you are. You're dead to me, Tom. You're dead to me. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. So, Rick, you better never move away. I guess not. It'll just be a footnote. <laughs> no, I do miss Tom. And I, I, I'm thinking of going down there to Florida just even to game with him or getting him up here sometime. He can stay in our guest did. room right That's there, right? That's right. That's right. So we played a – it's a Polish uh, – um, it's it's a city board, spawning fire boards – uh, there's no rubble, surprisingly, right, for Into the Rubble. No. And it's Warsaw, Poland, September 16, 1939. Um, Germans need to accumulate 22 victory points. They get five for each roadblock set around kind of the right, I'm looking at it from the German side, right kind of center side. I placed the roadblocks in the beginning, so that's where. Sorry, I'm not talking loud enough. Uh, yeah, I placed the roadblocks up around, what was that around? It had to be by L- M- M- uh, four, L10 M10 or Yeah, M10 or somewhere. And, uh, and K12. Yeah, so put out your boards. Yeah, he put it in N9, actually. It was on yeah, his, that's right. N9, N9, N10. N9 and K11, actually, I guess. Uh, J10, K11 here, it's, right? It was, or was right it? there. Oh, K11, K12. That hex yeah. side. We're going to go by hex sides. It's more logical. And so the Poles, uh, Rick had uh, 
14 squads, green and first line, Polish, with the whole OBA given by Bounty Fire in this game. So I punched them all, loaded them in the tray, kept telling Rick to see if it was a first line squad, forgetting I had no labels on my tray yet. <laughs> yeah, so it was a little more difficult to find this time. Uh, so I'll try and get those printed up, labeled. And uh, he had some machine guns and one AT gun, the two roadblocks. So I got five points for each roadblock. And then there were these three other buildings, um, uh, 09, 011, and M12, that were worth three points each. And buildings L8 and H9 that are four points each. And then way in the back, they tempt you with an N4 building being worth 10 points. So the German has some options to choose from. I like the flexibility of it. They are, I was coming at Rick with 26 squads. That's a lot. And six DCs, two flamethrowers, a, couple, a, lot of, a lot of mediums, good leadership. I had 10 neg twos. He had a 10 neg three, but it came on. But it didn't come on until turn four. Oh, it, Rick, it could have set up with either force. I saw that at turn four when oh. I was pulling him on, and I didn't, re- I didn't realize that. So yeah. So if we listen to interviews from the open, a lot of guys say, you know, a couple mistakes can, is a difference between a championship player, yeah. and that would be one. Not realizing that this guy in the bottom had an option to start on board. Boy, that ten egg three would have changed a lot, right? Well, um, could, you know, you get a bad yeah. die roll, but imagine yeah. every die roll being even up. Your shots at me, even up, coming into these critical buildings. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, it's it's possible that it could have helped. And and the way I was rolling, it <laughs> definitely would have helped in some places, you know, somewhere. But Oh, a lot. Ten neg three is like making a building even up. But then when you're rolling nines and tens, that neg three is uh Yeah, Rick's telling me I diced, <laughs> I diced him, but I remember a lot of snakes and threes from you too, my friend. Well, that's all I was rolling. I wasn't rolling any sixes or sevens, I was rolling twos and threes and nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, it felt that way for me, too, because a lot of my assaults ended up breaking um, when I get adjacent to them. Yeah. So the pole, initially, you set up, um, we don't have it all written down, but kind of spread out a little. I could set up as far forward as, I, th- I think it was like 15. Thir- 13, I think. No, it was, it was actually a little further. I started setting up oh, I can right, around, uh, right around 12, 13. Yeah, because Germans set up at 16 or greater. Yeah. So I was back here. Right, you've thought not to be adjacent at the beginning. Right, I thought don't not take, to be adjacent. Don't at the take beginning. German close shots or big kill stacks to open up the game. Right. So he set back enough. I had some hidden elements that I oh, could, yeah. that I could have that. Uh, uh, so there's a whole wide spot on the south side of the board that I was trying to keep Dave from going down because I didn't really want to defend that whole spot. And there's so, no victory buildings. And there's no victory buildings in Hex over Road there. D E C. So there wasn't a whole lot of reason, I didn't think, for me to uh, uh, set it up to defend that area. So what I did, I put my hidden uh, my hidden units up on... P11, O11. Yeah. Each had a medium, each had a, heavy. One had a heavy machine gun, one had a medium machine gun. and yeah. But they were hidden there, and so I tried to set it up so that it looked like it was a soft side right there, so that he would come up that way. And that worked. He... He did come up there, and and, and he got he got kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking uh, for? Lax, a little loose. a little lax, and came right down the uh, right down a roadway. Q14 uh, to jump into P13, but got I opened hit. up, and and that 
ended up slowing him down. Those were my assault engineers with the DCs. Right. And luckily, he didn't KI a bunch of them, or I'd been way down yeah. to open the game up, and have to so and who would, who could pick up those DCs then? So but for it all intents and purposes, all. for all intents and purposes, they took uh, what is this uh, G G all the way all a, a, to, a to G, G. basically out of the board. Yeah, off, you mean you didn't set game. up at all? And I didn't go there either, so. except when I ran one squad around the back at the end game. So I'm yeah. thinking a recommendation for players is you might wanna. As the German, go ahead and send a couple squads down, beat the road B if it looks open, and get around and back. This is something all the good players do. They get around behind you. So when you're routing, you have some weird line of sight check, for example, from, oh, let's say, you know, in this hex K8, that it might be visible from somewhere over an H3. H3. And you're going to route, but you can't route toward an enemy. Suddenly you're screwed, right? Right, because you got Germans coming forward. So getting these little elements in the back work. I thought of it later after we played our second night of the game. It took us two nights to finish. But it's a quick play. There's no tanks and stuff. It's a lot of units, but it's a great because it's into the rubble. A lot of units is cool. But I finally sent a squad around from oh around H10 and zipped around the back and then was able to drive some broken units back toward. This 10-point building in N4, um, well, actually like J4, but, you know, you get the point. Instead of getting behind them all to prevent the route, I was too late to do that. So that's a strategy tip I would recommend. Yeah, that was, that, that was good. I spent most of the second half of the game protecting uh, the three most uh, west side buildings. Uh, yeah, the four-pointers, H10, The four-pointers K8, and the ten-pointers. And the... And, um, in the second, uh, in, in turn four, I was able to bring on, what is it, another 12 squads, elite squads. And I brought them in from the uh, northwest corner. And one of my recommendations is get them up on the board as quickly as possible. One thing that I did was I tried to keep the defenders, my defenders up as far east as I could, you know, up around L.A., uh, you know, somewhere in that area, so that when I brought my uh, uh, reserves on, I had this road that's from, is it L5 to... B10. To B10. I could cross that road without having to take fire, and that, that helped me actually get that those units into the end of the play. Mistake I made was I probably left a little bit too much back in uh, the big 10-point building uh, defending that. The thinking was was I was going to try to react to whichever one of those other two buildings that I was prote- uh, protecting uh, and reinforce them, but that just that was not the wise decision because there wasn't enough time to, to move them into place at that point. Correct, you were starting to move out of the building N4 through L3 over to K4, etc., J4 to try and come up to right. K8 building, center four-point building, which was falling. So but I was a turn late to get there. So Yeah, so as a, as a, a strategy and tactics, uh, German, you want to push it to get to where I am now at the end game, and I guess I'll take a picture if my insane, tough, if my insane smartphone works. <laughs> It's been going insane, my cell, my cell phone. 
uploaded a bunch of pictures, low power mode. Okay, I'll go charge it. But anyway, uh, you want to get into those hexes. Those If you could take those four-point buildings and hold that road that Rick just mentioned, L5, P4, L5, B10, and be, uh, be set up in there, you're going to win, I think, when the reinforcements hit. But Rick's reinforcements yeah. came on just in time, so I'm thinking, what a cleverly designed game, right, from Bounty Fire, that... Your reinforcements came. They came just, just at the right time to yeah. reinforce these four-point buildings. Yeah. So then the battle had to go two more turns. It could have been three to just try and clear them. He, um, he broke me in the buildings, so I, you know, I ended up having to route out of them. Only K eight. Then you are you are giving up uh, with a big stack in I eight. But the problem is, I got my ten neg two liter in K eight shooting across the street, and I'm moving adjacent with assault engineers. Yeah. And again, I don't have to take that building, so I can now keep my troops moving that I have around this H10 building just to keep his uh, only stack left distracted and the, the 10 neg 2 leader just pound on him with a 24 shot. Yeah, and there's there's enough defense, you know, further north to keep me from this 10-point building to... Counterattack. Counterattack. Yeah, so the German wants to get into N5 and O6 to help secure these three-point buildings he has back here. My question to you is, would it have worked better uh, throwing those 12-point, those extra 12 squads? You had the option to north, south, or west. Would you think it would have helped to throw them in the back of me? Like, come on, what side is this? You know the direction's better. Uh, that's... That's the north side. If I came in from the north, yeah, P thirteen. Um, well, initially, I had a few guys there to try and hold that off. So, as a German, when he, when it's coming up on his reinforcements, you may need to stay in these buildings, P thirteen, P fourteen, to hold it, this. It's off. hard to say because it is because then you know if I had come in up there, you could have come in and taken this ten point building. Not sure. What if you sent six down there and put or nine, and then I, three in I, the I back think there are different to harass ways. me? I think there are different ways of doing it. Oh, for sure. A lot of replayability, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a lot of replayability on this one. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think quite honestly, it could come in from uh, from the south and maybe do almost as well. Uh, you can come down down here and wrap it, you know, wrap it up from that. Yeah, side. road G uh, B15 G13, a quick run in, and then start helping to defend that four point building H10. Or you know, you had all move. your you had all your broken units, you know, back around in that area, which I could have cleaned up a lot of that. That's stuff. That's what maybe. I'm wondering about. Maybe we're sending a couple squads yeah. to make me keep three squads off the front. I pull out three here. This would be weaker. The right side, any flank, anyway, yeah. would be weaker. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just saw an opening to get a lot of them back up into into play, and, and it worked. And you got in them. You got in those buildings in yeah. the toehold. So yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think there are a lot of ways that this could have gone. So yeah, and the reinforcements are all elite for the poles. Um, that again, helped, I, that helped. That helped a little bit. The so. the other issue I saw for you was that I ended up getting, and this always happens with my Russians, <laughs> with machine guns in the front. I always lose them. And look, mm. I have captured a medium and two. You captured all of my original machine guns. All of them, right? Yeah. yeah, I think you broke one of them or something. Yeah, so when you have a, f- a defense for the pole, you know, you had the two squads we mentioned earlier being the surprise attack. But once you get a lucky break on them, both, especially both at the same time, you know, they have to leave the guns behind. And so 
as a Russian player or a Polish player, these are heavy machine guns, five portage five points. Portage points yeah. Remember I was moving like, oh, actually, I think I cheated you. I didn't realize that was a five portage oh, point. Well, that's the reason why you won. <laughs> <laughs> the four portage points, I was moving only like two or three hexes a turn, inching them up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, uh, no, I think the one, actually, I don't, I mean, oh, when yeah, I when I double time to get up here, I cheated you, so I should be back one hex. Oh, I am back. Well, who knows? But you get my point. I think I forgot. I thought it was a four. Point being, um, how does the pole protect those guns? Does he set them up further back and let the reinforcements come up and help support them? Then the then the German would run maybe quicker across the front and yeah. So or do you just set them up, knowing you're going to lose them, and hope you hold them off for two you know two turns. But if you get a good kill stack with Mister Ten Egg Three, which you know as we said, you didn't realize, and I didn't either really until I looked at this here, can set up with the starting forces. He can set up with both heavies, Ten Egg Three, get and maybe build a better. A better defensive position. That'd be fun to see if that could hold out too. Yeah. But of course, once you know my ten egg threes, I always roll a box cars on them, <laughs> and then there goes the whole kill stack. But of course, we've played games when you they've know what? been yeah. pains in the butt. You know, sometimes the dice are with you, and sometimes they're not. So, um, but no, I thought this was a good game. I thought it was. I thought it was easily winnable for either side. I thought so, too. Uh, of course, now I'm looking at it with the 26 Germans coming on. Uh, but they play test well, and that's uh, 14 initial poles and then 12 more. That's 26 also. Usually the attacker has more guys, right? Yep. And you don't in this case, um, partly because they come on later. And the flamethrowers. Well, in my, in my my better units came on later. So I was losing, I right. was breaking. So a lot of these DMs you'll see in the picture out here, those are all half squads. So I lost a lot of the first, uh, probably half of my first squads to, you know, uh, to breaking and not getting them back. And so, yeah. Yeah, and this is a, a great beginner game for a longer kind of game. Uh, I think we put in four hours the first night. Two tonight. Um, it's a infantry. Lot, a lot of talking, so there was, and, wasn't. Yeah, you always talk. <laughs> but there's no smoke capabilities. So, well, there's assault engineers for the German. But, I mean, there's no, you know, uh, like throwing smoke with tanks or anything there to, to, to really be, um, take up extra time or to think about strategically. So it's a great infantry yeah, it's a good game. infantry game. Yeah. yeah, and it's good and it's, it's big. You want to play a bigger infantry game, this would be a nice one to try. On Roar, it's one to nothing. Germans, you know, hasn't got a lot of planes yet. It's Poland in flames. Um, and I have not logged my games into Roar yet, but I think I will. Someday. Any other strategy? Do you think, Rick, maybe it would have been better to not have held those... O eleven, P eleven, area and 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 put everything into this rows H through M. Maybe a huge circle here. Of course, you'd allow the Germans to start getting around it, the side. You could have circled me at that point. And, and yeah, and you're right. And if you didn't, those assault no, because those assault engineers would have went on down that road instead of being broken. Right. 
they you would have, have made it to the ten point before, building before my yeah, res- right. before my reserves were. You're right. So. Paul has to put up a defense across the whole H two to to Q. Yeah, yeah. I think you. I think you have to. Someone else take a look at it and let us know what you think. Um, how did my DCs work? <laughs> you could never. Well, I think you finally got one to go off. One went off. Rolled an eleven. <laughs> As you had a ton of them, but I kept breaking your units, and they come adjacent to me. So yeah, <laughs> which again, some people argue, hey, the the threat of the DC is enough to draw the fire, which was true. Rick took some twenty four shots at a half squad that trying half to squad pick to up a, me, yeah. pick up a DC because I could get them next to him, but I could not really get them placed except for one. I think I tried. Well, first of all, my my assault engineers were not in the front of my army. Partly because of that hit on Q14, right, right. but but even the center ones, they got broke somewhere else, and then they were behind. So all my kill stacks were moving up more than my DC guys. It seemed like yeah, well, that, but that he, was true. Here in turns uh, five, six, seven, they were finally getting up there, and then always breaking when they got They're, adjacent. They get adjacent. I break them. They, I think we broke one of fire. them even on a residual shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that didn't work as work out as well for you as you'd hoped. Yeah, but if the German can get all the way up to that road, P four, L five, B ten, you got enough easily enough points to secure it and hold it. And the game, I'd say the game's over. But um, I'd love to try a different way of the Polish reinforcements hitting, and see what that might do. You know how just a couple guys in your back um, end zone. It's not the end zone. What do you call this? Rear area, the rear area, um, yeah. can wreck havoc with routers, and and then you got to keep a few guys back to defend. But you're right; there's you can't let N four fall ever. I don't think. No, I mean that's, that's half ten the point points. And the roadblocks. That was the thing I thought. I thought you you we what we realized midway was through of course clearing the roadblock becomes five points each. It's not. You can't take it back again. You can't right. retake it. Right. So maybe if the pole really concentrates on the roadblocks, not even defend maybe M13, have that neg 3 up earlier, defending those roadblocks, maybe. Or even if the 10 neg 3 is back. Well, the roadblocks had to be in this area. That's right, right. right. So didn't have a lot. But you could have a defense at L10 that would cover the roadblocks and yeah. not course you know you're letting them walk into well the building m13 can go to l11 and then right into l10 without crossing the street technically i mean it's a narrow road between buildings but i think if the pole concentrates on holding those roadblocks uh, how many points would that leave you with nine here and eight yeah 17 It's not your twenty-two points, so yeah, I guess if you get the if you can hold the roadblocks in that ten-point building down there, you're, you're golden. Yeah, or maybe he wants to kind of defend around J to Q, and hex is numbered eleven and less, and make that a core defensive build-up. Let the German run wild in the beginning. Maybe I don't know. Well, that's what we'll try next time. So, any other thoughts, Rick? No, 
It was a good game, though. Okay. Liked it a lot, too. And thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everybody. See you all around around the bend sometime. Yep. Bye-bye. Hey, Dave, this was a great idea to get out of the house for a change and come to this cool nightclub. This is really amazing, Jeffrey, except I am blinded by the disco ball. Well, as soon as your eyes get back and adjust to the light, look at those girls over there. Oh, I can see them now. Look at them, Jeffrey. Maybe they would go out with us. Do you think they would? They would never go out with us. What do we have to offer them? Maybe we could offer them some Bounding Fire Productions products. Oh, why, of course, Bounding Fire produces only the best thoroughly play-tested, action-packed scenarios mm-hmm. and campaigns. Mm-hmm. They're committed to customer service. That's right. How could anybody possibly resist something from Bounding Fire Productions? They could not. We could give them our lines, you know, our pickup lines, like, um, Hey, girls, you want to go into the rubble? Oh, that's a good one, Dave. Or how about if I said, Hey, ladies... Let's go to the high ground. Oh, that would work every time. We can put the Operation Cobra into work here now to help us achieve our objective, Schmidt, with these lovely ladies. (laughs) That's so good. That's really good, Dave. Good thinking. Maybe they would want to see our crucible of steel. Oh, especially mine. I think so. And by the end of the night, Poland would be in flames. Oh, it's going to be a hot one Tonight, Let's go over there and talk I'm so to excited. them. Right, come on, go follow ahead. me. You, you, okay, go ahead. Hey, ladies. Uh, do you want to go maybe not just to the beach, but beyond the beachhead? Ow! Thank you, David, for that splendid after-action report. And thanks, Rick, also. Always fun to game with him. And now we'll have a a what? What? A what? A what? What? In. In the what? They're boxing. Oh, wait a minute. I think I've got your voice. There you go. Your echo's turned up now. The what? The box. In the. The what? Box. That's right. And this, tonight's uh, segment, uh, What's in the Box, is brought to you by a new sponsor, Kellogg's Sugar Tanks. The one and only <laughs> cereal shaped like tanks. Sugar tanks are the perfect way to start your ASL day because they stay crunchy through those five to seven tournament turns. But wait, what about longer scenarios? Now there's Schertzen-coated sugar tanks. Schertzen-coated sugar tanks stay crunchy even through the longest ASL scenarios. Caution, Schertzen-covered sugar tanks may cause damage to teeth and dental work. Oh. oh, sorry about that, Dave. Thank you, Kellogg's, for your sponsorship. Get sugar tanks, everybody. You'll love them. So let's see what we've got in the box, Dave. Well, let's do it. Let's also remind people that we are sponsored by our wonderful uh, supporters on Patreon. Yes, we are. In a way, it kind of keeps us going. It does. I, I, for me, I'm pe- I'm a little petty, like amount of cash at around that level. Is, <laughs> it's you know, it's not so much that. Everyone, think, you know, you're going to get any much out of it. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, but but it's enough to keep you going. It's kind of like I, I learned that with these drivers for Uber and stuff, they have computer algorithms that calculate exactly 
what's the lowest they can pay the driver and keep them coming back to so they ah. actually have computer programs that analyze that to, to how many guys are responding to the to the um calls for hey, picking up a person yeah uh, when they got to pay for their own gas and insurance and you know yeah what a great idea for a company you, all, you don't have to pay for anything for your employees you know but uh yeah so they actually have this computer algorithm and the guy that worked at the at the fact at the factory at the tech company that does uber he was talked to by a superior who said remember our drivers are people and he didn't understand what that meant mm. mm-hmm. what do you mean our drivers are people of course until later on when he encountered the other designers saying how can we get this to get the pay as low as possible yeah. basically yeah you know and then he realized yeah these are do we really want to do this to our drivers? Make right. it just like the bare minimum, just enough to entice them to keep coming out and driving. Yeah. And when it falls too low, we have to jack it back just a couple, a little bit, just enough to lure them out of the house. Yeah. There is something that's <sighs> disturbing about that. When uh, developers come up with ideas on things they can do, like these uh, formulas, like you're describing, and you balance that against, you know, should we really be doing this? Yeah because drivers are people. Anyway, this is not people. (laughs) This is a paper product and cardboard. Yes, this is a product that we got. This is the last product that we got from uh, Ray Tapio from uh, Critical Hit. And this is an ASL compatible compatible and compatible. I guess that makes sense. It's a combat game. Yeah. Product called Hot Stove 1, The Mother Mother of of battle. Battle. Apparently this is a series... I looked it up a little bit. I actually couldn't find anything about this particular one, Hot Stove 1, for ASL. He also has hot stove products for his advanced Tobruk system. And there is, I saw one, two, three, four, and five. And they're pretty much like this. They're maps and scenario packs. So what we've got here, which is a little different than anything that he sent us in the past, is um, six scenarios. Six? I thought there were eight. No, it's just very thick paper. It's like, I wanted to do eight scenarios, but I couldn't think of eight, so I put it on very thick paper. All right, so we've got six scenarios. And these boards, which are extra large, uh, like the historical, well, bigger than that, bigger than the um, deluxe ASL even, I think. Do you think they're bigger than that? Well, we have a little square right here. Nope, see, they're not. Okay, Okay, about the same. Yeah, maybe exactly the same. But it is bigger than the um, historical, typical yes. map. right. So they're about the size of the deluxe, uh, the hexes on the deluxe. And there are five map sheets with this. And you just put them all together. They're numbered so you know how they go. Oh, right. It continues you, you e, just put e, all E1 of the through E7 together. on one board, right. E8 through E15 or whatever on the next board. Right. And it keeps going through that. So you just lay the boards out that way. And, uh, you know, this is... It's nice. You can. This does look like it. It's an enlargement from a smaller graphic. It's a little bit fuzzy looking. If you see here on K five, how the building looks a little fuzzy. It's not high definition photography, but the maps are, you know, nice enough, and they're certainly big. So people with failing eyes will have an easier time seeing these things, which is an advantage if you've got failing eyes. And these scenarios are all Russian. Let's see, I think they're all Russian-German. Yes, they are all Russian-German scenarios. 
Uh, let's see if it doesn't say who actually doesn't design the scenarios. And Dave, so I'll, I'm going to name these off. Maybe you've recognized these because didn't Critical Hit redo some more classic scenarios in times past? Um, well, and they had released a lot early, early on. They yeah. had become kind of classics also. And they, so these might be a re-release of that. I don't actually know. There's very little description in the packaging about this. It just says... This is a set of six scenarios on a 24 by 50 inch map that begins a series of large, large hex actions. If you're a regular ASL, you own all the gear you need to play. That's pretty much all it says. Scenario, the first scenario here, uh. HS1 for, uh, what's it called? Hot Stove 1, along the road to Slavyansk. Seven turn scenario. Again, these are all. Uh, Russian and German actions on the Eastern Front using all or part of the different maps that come with this, the different map boards. So, uh, you know, pretty basic scenarios. Six, here's, you know, eight Russians, eight Russian squads against some German squads. Here's the Russian Alamo at Le Paja. That one. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it's on HS map two. Uh, about eight turns. Got thirteen squads per side. No tanks, so you're welcome. <laughs> oh god! As it was coming out of my mouth. Um, or were you referring to sugar tanks? <laughs> the one and only cereal that comes in the shape of tanks. <laughs> two flamethrowers, two DCs for the Germans. Eight, three eights, five of them. And Soviets got three six two eights out of all that, and then some machine guns, light machine guns. So it'd be a good one as you're learning infantry only games and get one or start teaching with the DC and flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Take a look at this one. Roving Panzers. This is your all vehicle game. All what? Uh, all vehicles only. Mm-hmm. All vehicles all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, you got two Panzer threes, two of the PSW two two twos, some S- and one SPW versus the Soviets. Got the T- BT sevens and T twenty six S's and the, a T thirty four and forty. Are those jeeps? No. What are they? They're, they're tanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Sugar tanks, the one and only cereal <laughs> that comes in the shape of tanks. <laughs> Yeah, to win one side must score more combat victory points than the other. If you get an equal, it's a draw. Never like those draw yeah, I don't options, yeah. but odds are you probably won't get an equal. Did you do Balkan Sunrise? Um, no, I didn't. I handed that one off to you. I handed that sheet off to you right away. Which is HS1 number three. Um, infantry only. Eight turns, one board, HS2. Are all of them HS2 so far? Uh, they are. All my boards are HS2. Yeah, it's true. It's not the whole... Uh, I think that's the whole... That must be the whole thing. You should think they, you lay them all this out. This one says HS2. Yeah, and they're all they're all part of HS2. There's five parts. Oh. You put them together and they, they make up HS2. So why they're in a pack called... Hot Stove 1 is a bit of a mystery. Yeah, because these go to V to GG. Well, don't those... These were counting down B1. 
B7 to B13. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is odd. No, you're right. Then I think it goes... Do you There's, have a, a 1? Well, I've got Vs. I've got two yeah, sheets w1, of Vs. Yeah, W1, V1? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Do you have an L1? Yes, then yep. I've got an L1. There you go. You okay. are absolutely correct. Okay. Sorry. Sorry for the confusion. So you lay them all together, and they make up this HS2 map that's referred to on the scenario card. I've got one called Alarm Soldiers, which is uh, Germans with about, uh, looks like, nine or ten squads and some DCs and an AT gun against 12 Russians. And they've got a they've got a T thirty four here, and it's a matter of controlling uh, multi hex buildings. This takes place in Cholm, Russia. Isn't there a Cholm pack? We have a Cholm pack mm-hmm. from uh, yeah, yeah. LFT. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then on the flip side, there, Storm Masters, which is a little bit bigger, seven turns. Now we're talking about. 20 squads per side and a couple of tanks. Look, the Russians are dig, dig, digging in with some trenches, AT ditches, ditches and minefields. A couple of tanks, a pillbox. So, Heck, on yeah. Balkan, Balkan Sunrise, HS1, the number three scenario. Uh, objectives is accumulating more victory points. The Russians need to, in addition, each building hacks. Controlled by the German is in the German setup area. Controlled by the Russians is worth one, and the Germans get some exit victory points for personnel exited on the north edge on right for turn six. So that's got a little more variety in it. Yeah, things to watch for as you play. And I think we should just give this away. You think so? Yeah, I don't think I'll play this. Put it in. Well, we um, we could just say, and we could edit this out if you don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, write us if you would like this pack well, from Critical Hit. We were going to do a and big... And then we'll draw a name. Con- we're going to do a big contest. Oh, that's the contest. That would be it. Okay, Just well, write us. the deadline? Write us an email by the uh, September 30th. What is it now, August? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, well, we'll publish this this month. Okay, how about September, September 1st? This will be out in a few days, this episode. I think. Yeah, um, and that'll give us a couple of weeks then. Now, let's do September 30th. We're not going to meet again to record a half squads. We will meet in September to record. Okay. Yeah. Let's put the difference. September 15th. Okay. There we go. I'm going to write it in the write-up right now. September 15th. So if you'd like this scenario pack called Hot Stove from Critical Hit, normally it sells, I believe, for $29, $30, $35, something like that. If you would like it, just email us. The two half squads at gmail.com and tell us you'd like this pack and we will put your name in a drawing and draw it out and send it to you unless you lose then you get nothing well correct and it is a drawing right it's a drawing, random yes. drawing promise to be random yes no purchase necessary one extra thing for this contest if you mention sugar tanks in your email, we'll put your name in twice. How about that? Sugar tanks, the one and only cereal that comes in the shape of tanks. And uh, that'll wrap it up, huh? Great fun. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 
We love you, one and all. We do. And we'll see you next time on the Two Half Squads. Yes, but just remember, please, to roll low. And rally well. But but not not when when you're playing us. Bye, Bye, everyone. Oh, and uh, clink and drink. Sure. Clink and drink. Responsibly. Clink responsibly. And drink with wild abandon. resume your normal sleeping postures do you normally sleep very conservatively very compactly or do you flail around yeah i try not to disturb my wife too much yeah unless it's you know yeah you know i will say this about you Uh, yes you were stealing the covers the next uh, the second yes you were no, you were. I no, you were. No, I had to hang were. on to them. No, you I were. I know you were. No, you were. I was hanging on to them <laughs> for were. dear life. I was hanging on to them.